Let me just tell you, boys. It's great. Oh, please, Dave. Tell me how good it was. It's outrageous. Have a look at him. Just have a look at him. He's a superstar. I'm assuming he's trained. If he's playing footy, he's trained. It's damaging, Deeds. It's damaging disposal. It is. I love it. It is. Love it. Speaking words of wisdom. Up the Swatties. This is True Bloods, the number one independent Sydney Swans fan podcast. My name's Dave Baxter. Back at it again with Madison Clark reviewing the St Kilda win just getting the win on the weekend and previewing the Hawthorne game coming up Saturday afternoon, I think, as well. Mads, pleasure to have you over Zoom once again. How are you coping with the lockdown, my friend? Oh, look, just just keeping the economy ticking over, Deeble. But boy, oh boy, uh, as I was explaining to you off air, I was a disgrace watching that game of football on Saturday. Uh, I disgraced my family. My grandmother was present. She wasn't happy. Um, I need to really uh, rethink a few of my actions. Uh, but unfortunately, that's what the bloody Sydney Swans do to me sometimes, Deeble. But we got the four points. <laughs> Mate, I think I would have paid some good money to see the reactions there. I was relatively tame watching the game, mate. I had a bit of pork spinning over the spit for four or five hours while the footy was on. So uh, that that was sort of... You would have been... That that would have been a lot less frustrating to watch, I would have thought, Dable. Yeah, so I was, you know, I was sort of one eye on on the pork, making sure that was cooking well and the crackle was really getting crisp. Uh, And then another eye watching the mighty Swannies. But fair bit to take out of it, Mads. Um, I think... It's just good to win a game like that and get the four points like we've been doing all year. That's the sixth game this year that we have that has been decided by under 12 points. And we're sitting at three and three in those close games, which is, you know, it's a good sign that we we can win the close ones, but more, the more experience you get, the more, you know, you know what to do in those situations. And I think, you know, those last couple of minutes, we did all the right things, but St Kilda were pretty good moving the ball forward there um, in the last quarter and definitely put us under some pressure. Deeps, it, it, you're so right because for, for the young crop that we've got going through there, to be in those tight games is is invaluable experience uh, because you're going, when you play finals football, they're, they're gen, generally always quite tight like that. So to see guys like Rowie and um, and people like that have such a cool head in it, what what I would describe as a bit of a crisis fourth quarter, where um, we we really should have been putting a team like that to the sword, and we just couldn't put them away, and they tore us up through the middle, tore us apart centre clearance wise. Um, but yeah, you, you're so right. You've just got to win those footy games if you're going to be any chance of. Uh, uh, of doing anything of note in September. Yeah, absolutely, Mads. It, it was that last quarter was interesting. You know, the Saints just really showed a bit for mine. Uh, like we were, we were, Yours pretty, we were pretty good in the sort of, you know, we kicked the first of the last up by four goals and, you know, looking like we're coming home with the wet sail and they managed to turn it on us relatively quickly and not for the first time this year, Mads, we were sort of, we were torn up through the middle of the ground, real slice and dice type stuff with not too much, you know, pressure on the ball carrier and managed to find those marks inside 50. And as the the story was told with uh, old Missy Jack Higgins, he wasn't able to get away. He had three or four opportunities in that last quarter to, um, get the Saints in front, but we were able to hold on. But it was more the players of Crouch and Steel, you know, running around with not too much pressure on them, mate. And I thought they sort of just got over the top of us in that last quarter. Yep, Crouch, Steel, Sinclair uh, really, really caused us a lot of headaches. And as for, I mean, I don't want to say we didn't deserve to win because I think we, I think we were composed at the right time. But I mean, really, if they kick straight, we, we would be sitting here talking about a, a loss and, and things would look very, very different going into, um, you know, a game before the bye. 
Yeah, absolutely, Mads. It's yeah, we we can't reiterate enough how important it is to win that game. Now we sit eight and four, only out of the top four on percentage, and it, it looks very prosperous for us moving forward. And if we can take our opportunities like we have been, take away that Frio game, um, you know, for two or three weeks ago now. You know, we, we have been taking those opportunities. So if we can just keep doing that, keep building as a team, which I'm really starting to see um, in our side where it's it's building. We're not playing absolutely elite footy, but you don't want to be at that time. It's sort of, you know, we started like a house on fire, round one to four, playing unbelievable footy. We had that little bit of a lull for a few weeks and now we're just starting to build at the, the right time of year. And I think the buy comes at a good time for us as well comes at a really good time because i mean um our our man he's everyone's man devil tom hickey um you could tell he was laboring Lady. you could really really tell he couldn't get off the ground yeah yeah you're 100 percent right mate he's uh he's walking around like a bit of a peg leg at the moment he's got no pcl in in that in that right knee or the right or left knee. i'm not too sure but yeah, Ryder sort of gave him a bit of a bath and, you know, Ryder was jumping all over him. Not that Hickey's got a big spring in his step, but generally you know, he really halves those contests. But, yeah, Ryder definitely had the better of Hickey. But that was in the ruck contest. But around the ground, Hickey just knows how to find the ball and his clearance work, he's up there with the best for a ruckman in the leg, sort of up there with the yep. That's the follow-up. It's unbelievable. Yep, yep. He, uh, that, that's... The beauty, he had 21 disposal saves, right? So, and, and Ryder had 16. So, you, what you're getting here is somehow, somehow, deep, a career backup ruckman is, is now doing sort of the job of a rover and a ruckman at the same time. So, I, I just I just can't speak highly enough of him. But when he needed a chop out, I do want to talk about the second game of Joel Amati because I was a bit concerned about him in the first quarter. Thought he looked a bit like a deer in the headlights. Thought he worked his way into the game brilliantly. He's got a great set of hands and he's athletic as all fuck, dude. <laughs> Absolutely, Mads, as all fuck. There's no doubt. He was, mate, what, three or four contested grabs. That's probably where we don't do a lot of damage. He's in the air, Uh Minus the likes of Heaney. He's about our only other contested sort of marker. But yeah, Amadi showed enough on the weekend. There's no doubt. He was he was good. He was competitive. Found the speed of the game after you said that first quarter. And he's uh, definitely one for the future, Mads. And he, he's just like a lot of young guys. You just got to get some games into him. And there's definitely a spot for him there. And giving Hickey a chop out and, you know, a bit of a, a forward forward line role I feel for him up there being able to take that grab it's definitely an exciting prospect Mads. Debs what 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 is his natural position? I think it's a, an athletic ruckman that's I, I honestly don't know enough about him but I think he he gets around at just under the two meter mark so he's on the smaller side of ruckman but he's got utility written all over him. He does yeah I think it's sort of you know caused some trouble in the air um, up forward and also, you know, your second chip chip out um, ruckman. I loved him. My dad was not a fan in the first quarter. I was watching it with with um, with dad and uh, wowie boy, oh boy, wowie. He was not a fan, but to his credit, and do you know what we do well, Debs? This guy's been on our list for a while, right? He's been on our list for a fair, quite a lot. I think what two or three years. Yeah, at least. I think he's, yeah, 21. Um, we, we have just waited and waited till he's at a point where he's ready to play footy. And I think we do that well. There's very seldom have I seen us debut someone who, who isn't ready for the rigours of AFL footy. Yeah. Yeah, just having a look at his uh, stats here. He's turned 21 this year, 197, 96 kilos. So he's obviously put on a bit of weight since he got drafted. He was a bit of a string bean when he got to the club. But, yeah, he's definitely a prospect for us, Mads. And it's good to see him show, you know, the glimpses already in a second game. A lot of these young players, you know, it takes five or six 
games to even see that bit of a glimpse. But there's definitely something there, Mads. There's no doubt. Um, geez, we're around the ground. Franklin's unselfishness in the in the dying parts of the game, I thought, were uh, shows a real maturity about him. Right, he's closing in on this thousand goal record and any days gone by he would have had a ping at that but he but he sent us to robotum does the team thing it's really good to see deep's thoughts yeah his smartness around the ground has always been under underestimated there's no doubt at all about that but he's getting it done in all facets of the game and it's fantastic to see coming to you know in his eighth year of a nine-year contract he's he's getting it done everywhere and Look, there are some frustrating times with Buddy, as there all as there is all players. Um, you know, he tries to do a little bit too much, or you know, just trying to be that little bit too smart, and maybe should have gone that first option. But we we saw with that, yeah, dancing around um, a tackler and then putting it just out in front of Heaney to kick one of the sealers. Um, yeah, it's it's class, mate, and not too many players have been able to do what Buddy Franklin can do. Um, in terms of, I think, a little bit quiet, and you've been calling for his head, Debs. Yeah. Wixie. Yeah, mate. No, look, he's, there you go. There's the game we spoke about last week. He's had eight touches and hasn't got near the scoreboard and had no impact on the game whatsoever. I think he, he just needs a spell and go back to um, back to the VFL and get some confidence and... There's enough players playing well in that uh, VFL well, VFL side to come back in and, you know, can definitely play the role that Sam Wixie's playing. Yep, yep. Uh, Louis Taylor's been lighting it up, so you probably expect him to, to get a shot, to be honest. But, I mean, again, this is this is why I think we're, we're right, Debs, we're building because these players are all quality as far as I'm concerned. We're not looking at anyone. Um, and going, put, we just put a line through them. They're all they're all going to get their time this year, and they're all coming of age. It's very exciting, and, and especially in these in these frustrating close ones. Um, it's great to be able to sort of you know, uh, Wixie needs a break. Bring in Louis Taylor. Yeah, I mean Sam Gray is probably probably not my my first bet, but uh, but it's good to have options, right? Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, it's good to see um, Louis Taylor still getting it done in the VFL. I'm just trying to find some VFL stats as we speak. But, yeah, he is one who could definitely come in and play that role. But one I'm also not sold on is Robbie Fox. But I suppose he's just sort of filling a hole at the moment until we sort of get the likes of, you know, Malikan and that type of thing back to play that, you know, take the the second or third big tall. I thought he... I thought he... Provided some good run, but he, I thought he made some errors, true. big errors. You're right. He, he's, he actually is quite creative. And, yeah, he did show a bit of run off that half back, And what wasn't bad by any stretch of the imagination, but just a little bit frustrating his game for me on the weekend. Um, Warner was quiet, and we now know why, um, carrying a bit of an injury. And so he won't be lining up against the Hawks, uh, which is frustrating. Um, but yeah, he was he was a little bit quiet. Um, thought McCartan was good down back. I'm just going through the list here. Um, geez, Callum Mills. I saw a question about all Australians uh, posted by by the True Bloods, and geez, I reckon he'd be a smoky for mine, Debs. Yeah, look, the Rolls Royce, all out. He's our man. Millsy, he's getting it done week in, week out. Contested beast, classy, gets the ball moving forward, but has the cool head on him. That's the biggest thing. It's the decision-making. That's what makes him elite. And Millsy is just living up to the name, the Rolls-Royce at the moment, getting it done week in, week out. Bloody oath. Um, It's phenomenal. Kennedy was quiet, but kicked a very, very important uh, goal in when the the game was in the balance, which... uh, Made me go absolutely berserk, Debs. Yeah, JPK. It was JPK of of the current. He's just been uh, he signed a one year extension as well, so he's on for next year. But 
that's what Kennedy's in the side to do is to come to the party in the big moments, Mads, and snap one around the corner. And how many times have we seen Josh Kennedy kick a big goal um, in, in important times for the Swannies? So, JP. That's crucial. He was slightly... And do you know what? Yep. That's where we can sit him. That's where we can sit him because his pace, like, I mean, he's never really had pace, right? Yeah. But his pace will go. And I have no problem sitting him in a forward pocket. Because he will kick goals. Yeah, he's always been able to find find the goals. He's a good kicker goal, and his clearance work at a, a stoppage is second to none. So, absolutely brilliant stuff from JPK to get that snag and the ball going forward. Harry Cunningham, two weeks in a row, stellar games. He's a, loved him. Yeah, he's just a a player that sort of he's built into this season. You sort of pretty bit quiet leading into into the season and. Coming off probably a pretty average year last year, I'd probably say, um, Harry Cunningham, but his last two weeks have been excellent. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Um, we swung the axe last week and we omitted four. Um, I, thought, I thought Logan McDonald will work. He will work back into this season nicely, I think. Yeah, look, he started like a house on fire. His first half was really good and then tailed out a little bit. Uh, and I'll probably say due to the ebbs and flows of that game, it was a bit of a game of momentum. Um, and that sort of doesn't work best for, you know, a, a young forward coming into the game. Um, there were periods of there where St Kilda was just dominating and he went sort of missing, especially in that second half. But He's going to be some sort of player, Mads, and I love his kicking style. He's got a big right foot on him, and he can kick him from outside fifty. So he, he's the little the little dip on his run up. You know how he does it, leans forward a little bit. I love it. Yeah, it's grouse. He, he's definitely going to go big. He's as exciting as they come, and the likes of Parker getting it done on the weekend. I thought Papley's game was pretty good too. He was looking dangerous and cheeky little steal and he's just so creative he's got to be one of the most creative and you know opportunistic players in the competition it's he's yep. so mad yep 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 phenomenal hey um i i know we don't like two deeps <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm fucking going to deeps can we talk about the umpire yeah we can bad income yeah, look, I'm really not one to blame umpires. And even if we lost that game, I, I still don't think I'd be blaming umpires. But, gee, some of the decisions were just crazy for mine. Like, I put up that post on Sunday that got a fair bit of traction with beholding the ball. But there were people saying to me, if he drags it in, doesn't matter who's got the ball, he's responsible to get rid of it, which just is not the rule. But That is patently outrageous outrageous mate but if the like it was there was no excuses for some of the decisions like that one with Tommy McCartan holding the ball he literally did not have the ball and it was clearly in between Max King's legs like what are you and the umpire was looking straight at him directly at it and I I just don't know how these decisions are made and it's frustrating and the 450 meter penalties went against us and geez it was frustrating stuff Mads Absolutely baffling. Um, yeah, I, I, I hate that. I hate that it, it becomes a focal point of the game. Yeah, I, I agree with you. If we had lost that game, there was no one to blame but ourselves. But geez, it made it. It made it so hard to watch when you don't know what to, when it, when an umpire blows a whistle, you don't know which way it's going. Going. That yeah. should not ever be the case. Yeah. Yeah, there are a few marking contests and I know on the weekend I just feel we were sort of on on the short end of the stick as per se. But yeah, look, the, the hole in the ball rule needs to be looked at. It's uh it's probably not been rewarded and then been paid incorrectly at times too. And uh, it's the hardest game in in the in the world to buddy umpire. And I'm I'm not going at the individual umpire, but Jeez, it's... No, it's not the umpire's fault. It's the fucking rules. Yeah. It's the rules and the way that they change their focus on particular rules each each round. It's it's just... It begs belief that, that you can run a sport like that. There is no other sport, Debs, 
that that has an emphasis on particular rules round to round. It's just there's no other sport that that happens with. Yeah. I can't. I, I can't. It's very hard to take seriously. Yeah. It annoys the shit out of me if you can't tell. Yeah, no. You know, we know you're very uh, focal on how things are, are run sometimes, Mads, up there in the headquarters of the AFL. <laughs> oh, boy. We can digress from that, mate. But, yeah, look, just happy to get the four points, Mads. And as we come up against the Hawks this week and, you know, in a very winnable game, they're 17th on the ladder. They're definitely not the powerhouse that they have been. Win that, we go. Tom Mitchell's, uh, Tom Mitchell's, Tom Mitchell's gone. Yeah, but he traded to Richmond or something, I've heard, but. Oh, things have gotten a bit tough for Tommy boy. <laughs> Off to punt road. Jesus. Jeez, but. Yeah, mate, that just about wraps up the first segment. Uh, you know, plenty to take out of, you know, a, a nine point win against the Saints. Plenty of talking points, but the boys consistently get it done and we uh, move on to round 13 and hopefully our, our 10th win of the season next week. But we will move on to a bit of social engagement in the next segment, Mads. And don't we love some social engagement? We love a bit of social engagement, Dable. We'll be back right Absolutely on. love it. You know what I love, Mads? What do you love, Dable? I love the Swannies. You love the Swannies? So do I, Dable. Uh, you know what I don't like, Mads? What do you not like, Dable? I hate how no one talks about it. Oh, doesn't it? Just kill you. It absolutely kills me. And that's why we do this podcast. Please like, subscribe, and leave a review on all the True Bloods forums. We're on your Instagrams. We're on your Facebooks. So please jump on there and please just tell one friend. One friend. Yes, Mads? Speaking words of wisdom. Up, up the, the Swannies! Welcome back to True Bloods, Mads, the second segment, our favourite segment, a little bit of social engagement. We love social engagement, table, and uh, even though we're not in the studio having a few beers, it really brightens up the pod, doesn't it, table? It does, mate, and we love the injection from the True Bloods faithful, just having their word, and the question was this week, hashtag ask the faithful. Mid-season All-Australians have been started to be talked about this week as we come into the bye rounds. Which swan should be in discussions for the All-Australian teams at the half at the halfway mark and why? Best answers to be featured to the potty. And a shout-out to Jonathan Minter this week for coming up with that question. because Mintos! Good man. <laughs> big Mintos. We needed the assistance. Our two knuckleheads aren't very smart, Mads, and we... It was hard to be a bit creative with the questions. So we've got a bit of a back catalogue of questions now, Mads, which is nice. So That's good. Uh, That's good. We'll be we'll be rolling them out in due course. Um, but look, I'd like to start. Um, Noah and Sammy Hayden do get around us. Um, so I'm going to start with him. And, and Noah makes a very bloody good point here. He said, Lloyd must be guaranteed. The most underrated aspect of his game is just how little he does wrong. People say he gets cheap touches, but that's just because he makes every touch look easy. He could not fuck up if he wanted to and easily one of the most underrated players in the con. It's fair enough. I think he does get a couple of cheap touches, but that's it's, it, the, the role he plays. Noah is so correct. He never fucks up. Mate, he's king distributor off halfback. And his role has sort of, it's, it's changed, I feel. Not with Sydney, his role hasn't changed, but that role of the distributor off half-back, the way uh, Lloydie plays it, has changed in the sort of the last two or three years. Now it's all the get-and-go player off half-back, really run an aggressive take on the game when Lloyd is still the sort of calm head who distributes yep. solidly off the half back line. And that's what he does well. And he makes a fantastic point there with how little he does wrong, Mats. Wholeheartedly agree. Well done, Noah. Um, I will, I will go through another one. Isabel Lowe. If Tom Hickey doesn't make the team, it's rigged. I tend to agree, Isabel. <laughs> Jen, Tom, love me some Hickey. 
absolutely tricky, Hickey. We love him. We love him. And he's a big, big chance if he keeps his form up. There's no doubt. I'm going to go with Matty Farrow. And it's a bit of a long-ended answer, but he makes some good points. We'll say he goes Hickey, Mills and Lloyd deserving with Parker and Kennedy on the outside getting overlooked, unfortunately. Parker and Kennedy accumulate so much footy and help Mills, Warner, Florin and Rowbottom look good, but will ultimately get overlooked for the more explosive type midfielders like Clayton Oliver and Kristen Petrarca type midfielders. If the selectors go with the two Ruckman combo, it has to be Gorn and Hickey. Hickey has arguably been top three all year, winning clearances, getting hit, hit out and kicking goals. And don't we love some scoreboard impact, Mads? <laughs> we love it. And we yes, go on. Can't argue, can't argue with any of that. Absolutely. He says Lloyd has to be recognised as one of the best rebound defenders in the league. Always sets us up off halfback and drives that attack forward. Mills, the Rolls-Royce boys, deserves it after a dominant first few years at halfback and finally moving into the midfield, providing uh, that the Swans aren't done with yet. So... He's, yeah, he makes some good points about our sort of, you know, our top five or six players this year, and they're the ones who are definitely in contention. Uh, Jake Colleen Maguire, Colleen, Jake Colin Maguire, rather, all of them except Blakey, obviously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, um... He's really, he's, he's, he's copped it from us, <laughs> You don't know. It's been nerving though. Yeah, no, totally. I, I don't. I struggle to see sort of where he where he sort of comes back in for a while. I, like, yeah, it was horrible to watch, Debs. Yeah, I watched a bit of the VFL that was on on free on Ko Mads, and I I watched it for a, a Ko's. Okay, sponsoring the pod. Are they deeps? Oh, they go more than welcome to jump on board, Mads. We're still searching for that first sponsor. So if there's anyone out there, feel free to slide into those DMs, Mads. They're always open. Especially, they're especially open uh, when Deeble's operating at perhaps 1 or 2 a.m. on a Sunday morning. So uh, if there's any female Swans, uh, True Bloods fans, just feel free to slide the DMs uh, Deeble's way. Absolutely. My line's always open, Mads. But, yeah, I watched a bit of Blakey on the weekend and he was taking the kickouts, playing a lot out of defence and still did, a, you know, those tricky, you know, take on the player and kick at the outside of his left shoe and that type of stuff. And, and you know, it probably does come off at uh, VFL level. But they're the type of things when you have that half a second less uh, playing in the AFL, Mads. It just doesn't work. And he just needs to go back to doing the fundamentals right. And Dave, uh, it's the fundamentals. The fundamentals. That's what we want. They're the bridge builders, mate. The, the foundations of a good footy game. And I don't know, it's just not quite happening for me at the moment, Mads. No, neither. Um, Jake continues to say, but on a serious note, I think he is in contention not so much for his individual abilities, but rather his influence on a team that wasn't necessarily going to have the best of seasons, which I think is the mark of a true all-Australian. Aren't the faithful just all over it, Debs? They just get it. They do. They do. And they're, they're just being educated by their two faithful leaders here at True Bloods, Mads. <laughs> and it's really the quality. The cream rises to the top, Mads. But you can you can just tell that it's not. We, we've got we've just got this niche subsect of intelligent football fans, which is so rare these days. Debs, it is, mate. You sort of you do tend to you know come across these uh, the debrief pages and the sash pages, <laughs> and you have a look on them, and it's Nuffy Central. But our our supporters and faithful the faithful are smart and educated you, you i would go so far as to say devil that true bloods is perhaps the mensa of footy podcasts it, it leads the way in terms of intelligent football banter and discussion 
And I am just so thrilled, Deeble, to be at the helm with you. <laughs> you know what it is, Mads. It is. It's just good footy content. It's good footy content. Absolutely, mate. Well, there's um, a bit of dribble. There's a bit of dribble as you listen to this podcast, and I hope it uh, hasn't made you turn off your, your the, the feed as such. But we will be back with segment three after this break to preview the game against the Hawks up the Swannies. Debs, where do you get your podcast from? Mads, personally, I am an Apple podcast, man. Well, you know, Debs, you can actually get True Bloods from Spotify. Spotify, we love some Spotify. Google Podcasts. And all good. And Apple Podcasts as well, probably the biggest, Debs. Exactly right. But also, if you go on those now, you can actually look at our back catalogue. We've got player interviews from Alex Johnson, Ted Richards, Callum Sinclair, and there's just a whole barrel of gags, really, Debel. Absolutely, Mads. It is just high-quality stuff. Welcome back to True Bloods and Cheese. That was a sensational segment to social engagement. It just it brightens my week every week, Mads. <laughs> I hope it's doing the same for yours too. It's, uh, it's definitely woken me up, Debel. It's definitely woke. Just understanding the intelligence of, of our fan base um, really just warms the cockles of my heart, Debel. 100%. I think we might clip that to the, uh, the horde powers above and just let them know what we think of their, yeah. their followers compared to ours, <laughs> just to know them where they stand, just so they know. They're actually, it's, there are so many nuffies on on the other ones. And I just, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm yet to see a nuffy following our page, Debel. Absolutely, mate. Except uh, maybe Flanners. Yeah, Flanners, big nuffy back in the day. Like if you just have a spare six hours to re-watch, um, you know, the 2012 grand final and clip it up, that'd be good, mate. Cheers. <laughs> or just, just make us, just make us a stinger, Flanners. Just a stinger. Mate, uh, still do. I haven't given it to Flanners about making a stinger as a, a apprentice uh, music producer as I am for this show, Mads. But I think our stingers take the cake of what anything Flanners did for True Buds back in the day. Took us six minutes, table. <laughs> Took us six minutes. Oh, but that makes us uh, move on to the Friday night clash, a correction from segment one at the start there. But we've got the Friday night time slot, which will be nice, Mads. We we will knock off work on Friday and we may even be able to have a a nice beverage after work somewhere if uh, the lockdown does come out Thursday night. But we come up against the Hawks at the SCG, third game in a row, starting to show a bit of form there too, two wins in a row as well. And we come up against what has been the woeful Hawthorne footy club of uh, 2021. But what are your thoughts going into this one, Mads? How do we line up? Well, I I actually, I have, and this probably says more to how my tipping year has just fallen in a steaming heap, Deeble, because I keep just thinking, it's Clarko. He just, he, he, he finds a way, he gets it done. He, he makes the best of what he's got. And he just hasn't been able to fucking do it this year. And I've kept tipping them. And they've kept losing. They suck. They suck so much. And Debo, we hate Hawthorne. Oh, mate. Oh, that's one thing I can attest to is hating Hawthorne. Some of my best verbal stouches at the football have been with Hawthorne supporters because they had it so good for so long and we've always tended to go pretty well against them. Um, and yeah, it's uh, one where we would definitely be wanting to get the chocolates if we are going to compete come September time. And there is that word September finals, Mads. We should be playing finals from here. There's no doubt. We, sh- we should be. We should be. Um, look, we're on par with third by percentage, right? Yep. We, we, we said the same thing last week. If now, Matt, Mads, we Matt, are... Mads, I can see you there. You've got your, your can of Coke or your bottle of Coke there and you're trying not to let the lid off. That's what I'm seeing across the, across the video here, mate. 
So just, I've just so, put... so tell me what you really think, please. Oh, just if we, 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 if we're going to be anything, if we are anything, then we win this game and we, and we win it comfortably. I don't want any fucking thriller this Friday night, Devil. I oh, want man. us to put them to the fucking sword. Mate, our hearts have been through the absolute ringer this year. We've been in some really tight contests. As I mentioned before, 612 points this year. And yeah, it's definitely not doing the life ex- expectancy too nicely, for sure. Oh, and, and that sycophant Tom Mitchell is, uh, is, has had enough. It's all gotten a bit hard for Tommy. He wants a trade. Um, so I would be looking for, for Tom Papley to be getting right in his ear about what a sycophant he is, Dable. And I think that we just have the cattle on the park to be able to take them apart because they're no good, Debs. They they are no good. Well, mate, they had the week off last week, but here's some names for you who just don't resonate with me in terms of who I know. (laughs) We go (laughs) James Cousins, don't know him. Blake don't know him. Damon Greaves, don't know ya. Ned Reeves, is, uh, don't is, know ya. Is, is John O'Patton getting a game? No, no, no longer on the list. Josh Morris and Harry Morrison. There's just, you know, there's eight players I've named who obviously haven't made an impact this year because I, I do follow footy quite closely, Mads. It is a, a passion of mine and they've just got a young player, a lot of young players out there at the moment who haven't sort of hard to break in and find form in a side that is struggling. Yes. Um, I mean, look, they, they do have some of that top end talent is still there, right? So you've still got Luke Bruce running around. Um, Injured you know, at the moment. Still got, you've still got household names like Keegan Brooksby running around. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Ned Reeves. <laughs> yeah, look, it's, uh, it's not the star-studded lineup of past years, that's for sure. But you still got your Liam Shields, your Chad Wingards, who's a dangerous forward, and Tommy yeah. Mitchell and James Warple, these type of characters who look, can Sicily. Sic- Sicily's normally dangerous, but we actually normally get the better of Sicily. We, we tend to get under his skin a little bit. And when you can get under James Sicily's skin, um, you can, you can really do damage to his form. Look, yeah, they have, they have got, you know, your Gunstons, your Wingards, your, um, your, your Bruce's, um, even Impy, Impy does some good things. Yeah. Um, the, the former Port Adelaide player, uh, big boy McAvoy. Uh, big, versus, big boy. Yes. Oh, Boy, big boy, McAvoy. Um, he will be. Um, he will be in the ruck, of course. Yeah. Um, I just don't. I. I wonder whether Hickey will play. I would probably prefer him not to play. Yeah. Just because if you you can we can give him sort of you know two weeks off here, um, to to really get right in a game in in a game that let's be honest, Steve's. Shouldn't be a danger game. We should be able to beat this Hawthorne side at the SCG. Definitely, mate. And, yeah, look, never know. His, his name may be on the improve now. We seem to get through the game okay on the weekend, Tom Hickey. So, look, yeah, if, if there is any concern, and this is the thing, it's a week-to-week proposition. There's no PCL in there. So, some weeks the knee's going to pull up good, some weeks it's not. Uh, so, as it is a week-by-week week thing with Tom Hickey. So it'd be interesting to see whether he does play. But if there is any type of doubt, as you said, definitely get, get him the, the two weeks off. That'd be good. Ins and outs, Stable. Who, who are you thinking? Um, well, I, I think Wicks has to go out of the side. Um, we've been calling it for it for a little while. And he's young. Just hasn't been making an impact, though, Mads. And you need you know, 21, 22 contributors out there on the, on the field to get the job done. Uh, week in, week out, everyone needs to be con- contributing in their own ways. So I think Wicks goes out of the side. And as we mentioned before, Louis Taylor's 
definitely a possibility to come back in. I love, I love Louis. I'm, I'm a big, I'm bullish on Louis. I'm a big fan of Louis. I think, um, I think he definitely deserves a go. So, did sorry, did you mention Warner then? No, I didn't. Warner's obviously out as well. Yeah. Warner's out. Yeah. Warner's Warner. out. So. Yeah, mentioned it in his uh, weekly presser that he's been carrying a sore spot on his leg. Didn't really go into the uh, the specifics. But, um, yeah, definitely missing this week. Uh, the who in for Warner? Sort of hard to say. You'd have to have a bit of a look at the VFL list. I'm, I'm not too sure who's in form. There was a young guy who they were touting who's been playing some good footy. I can't remember the name at the moment. It escapes me. But we could – wouldn't be a bad game to, you know, get one of the young lads in. That would be good. But our injury list isn't too bad at the moment. We sort of – you know, we've got the two rising stars, Braden Campbell and Errol Goulden, out at the moment. Campbell with a shin four to five weeks and Errol Goulden two to three weeks with his foot. Malikin still out with a hamstring, to be confirmed. The human pa- paper mache boy, Sam Reed, still out with a calf. And obviously... He's not... I'm telling you right now, Debs, he's not finding another spot. Sam Reed, you say. Put a line through him, Debel. Yeah, look, it's I think they they just like him in that swing role. Just the the mobility just has been earning him a game for ten years. Yeah, Amadi could be a swing man. Yeah. Look, no, you know, I I'm not I'm not his biggest fan, but who knows? He's Put still- a line through him, Debel. <laughs> He's done. He's done, but yeah, we're, we're, the list is relatively healthy at the moment, and that's good. Um, and players are generally in good form. So I expect us to get it done pretty convincingly. But one final question for you, Mads. Who comes to the party? I'm actually looking. I'm actually looking for... There is, in fact, a party on the hill... And Logan McDonald, would you actually like to, to come and kick a bag of goals? It's an opportunity, mate. Uh, you, you bang on. It's a good invitation. And if I was Logan, I would take the, the invitation and RSVP to your mads and say, I'd love to come to the party on the hill because it's just an opportunity. And we love it. Well, they, 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 just, they just don't have a defence that, 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 that kills you. So if, if he can just... Just operate in and around the goal square. I think he, I think he could monster, monster a few defenders and and kick it, kick a bag. I hope, I hope the weather's good. If the weather's good, which I believe it might be, um, hard to say. Obviously, this far out, but um, that that would just be phenomenal. I think. What, what about for yours? Yes, for mine, Mads. Uh, yeah, look, I'd love to see Logan have a big game. Heaney had a big one a couple of weeks ago. I'd still love to see a big game from Oflo. He's probably hasn't had a, a big burst out game for maybe a month. So stagnated a little bit. Yeah, I, I, I like when he's breaking out of the contest. He's his composure's been the biggest thing for me this year. He's generally pretty good. Um, decision making's getting better. So I think Oflo can come to the party and prediction. I'm calling it Swannies by 10 goals Friday night. Enjoy oh. the weekend, Faithful. Enjoy the weekend. It'd just be so good. I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna say six goals. Um I swear to God, Table, if if it's another if it's another fucking nail biter, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I can't I, I can't put up with much more of this. Yes. Just, I would just I'd love it to be over at three quarter time. Just, just over. Yeah, it's a, it's a big mental game. The, uh, the close contest. It's you really just need to try and remove the emotion out of it because, mate, it, it's bloody stressful. I was actually, I was okay on the weekend, but last five minutes got a bit of the heart palpitations going. But yeah, ho- I hope you can sit back and relax and enjoy this Friday night game, mate. That'd be very nice for both. It's uh, it's not enjoyable for me. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But... not enjoyable. Um, now, Dave, 
There are a few other football names. There are, mate. There are. Now we're gonna just we're just gonna piss off your footy wire stuff, <laughs> and I'm gonna cook this chook, all right? Absolutely. <laughs> we've got a an absolute, which theoretically should be an absolute belter on a on Thursday. And I, I think I saw something about the venue for this one, but I'll, I'll go into that in a bit. Um, Port Adelaide take on the Cadets. Now, Port for mine have been quite underwhelming. Um, I thought they'd be a lot better. And Geelong have really come to the party. They've got their forward line working well. I, I actually think Geelong could, uh, could, could roll them, personally. Yeah. They could, but I'm going to back Port Adelaide here because I know this as a fact, and I don't have the stats in front of me, but Geelong off a bye the last five or six years, they've gone terribly. Really very sluggish. And I know they've been messed around with the, you know, the fly in, fly out over in Adelaide. So I'm very, very bullish on Port getting it done here. Bullish. That's great. All right. There you go. Shall we wager on it? I would have a nice bottle of Grenache on this one, Matt. A bottle of Grenache. Okay. Beautiful. Yeah. Bottle of Grenache for when we're out of lockdown. I reckon reckon Geelong, you reckon Port. Fantastic. Absolutely. Lay along at home, faithful. Um, Okay. That's good. Now, um, the next game, uh, we've done our game. That's fine. Freeman, <laughs> just get ready for this one, Faithful. 4.15 on a Saturday afternoon, Fremantle versus the Gold Coast Suns. <laughs> Strap yourself in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Freo, pretty comprehensively, I think. They're yeah, uh, trying to play some better footy. At home, it's at Optus Stadium. I thought Dreamtime at Optus Stadium was fantastic as well. That is a state-of-the-art uh, arena. Yeah, spe- it was spectacular. It's uh, definitely a great spectacle over there, no doubt. Uh, now, Saturday night, St Kilda versus Adelaide. Adelaide. Um, yes, I think so too. Cedo just uh, operating at a very high level. Yeah, he's going all right, the fella. Um, do they get the chockies though? I don't. I don't know if they do. It's up in. I think it's in in Cairns. I think. Because Yes, yeah, I think so. I think it's Cairns. I think St Kilda get it done against Adelaide. They've really fallen off the perch, the Crowies, and they they wouldn't have won. I think that Melbourne game was a real outlier for what they've been doing the sort of last two months. So I'm going to back the Saints to bounce back after playing some reasonable footy against us. Yes, um, I will back Adelaide because I am bullish on the techs and I'm bullish on Adelaide um, and I'm not going to explain myself any further. Um, North Melbourne versus the Giants, 3.20 on a Sunday. Um, the Giants, for mine, should, uh, should sort this out nicely. Although, it is in Tassie. So, I still think the Giants. Yeah, Giants comprehensively, mate. Playing, playing well, playing good, playing good footy. Yeah. Um, no Toby Green, which is an ideal, but uh, but playing good footy in, in North Melbourne aren't uh, aren't travelling along too well. Um, the Sunday evening game, so it's sort of a hybrid type Grenache hour, especially with um, with the the public holiday, the day after. It's West Coast versus Richmond. Now, I think Richmond sort of announced themselves again uh, last week and they said, well, we're not done with yet when they sort of put the foot down on Granted, which was quite a, uh, an undermanned Essendon side at the time who were out on their feet. But they're, they're not going away. The only problem for them is the only place West Coast are any good 
is at Optus Stadium, and this is in fact at Optus Stadium, Dave. Yeah, the the Tigers really flex flexed some muscle in that game, Mads. I did watch that one on Saturday night, and they're they're sort of a bit more vulnerable this year to some you know some scoreboard pressure against them, and they're. Yep. The Dons did get in front in that last quarter with 12 minutes to go, and then they put on six, seven goals in no time. They, they still definitely got the ability to kick quick goals, but I think just West Coast with how undermanned they are, um, I think the firepower of Richmond just might get it done over there. Yep, I uh, I tend to agree. West Coast haven't been much job. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. Richmond are going to hit their stride at some point. I think uh, I agree with you. I think they'll win. Now, probably more so, potentially, what a Grenache hour would look like on this, this theoretical weekend. Because on the Monday, we've got Queen's birthday. So I think it would, it would be rude not to raise a glass of Grenache to, to Neil Danaher and the big freeze. Because he's going through a bit, the, uh, the big fella. And uh, we've got the, the first place. Now, this is, I'm not getting anything wrong here, Dave. The first place Melbourne Demons versus the 16th place Collingwood Magpies. Who would have bloody thought? Yeah, you would have probably not predicted that one at the start of the season, Mads. I don't think there's any way that you could have, but absolutely. Uh, Neil Danaher doing. Great things with the MND fight and the big freeze. So I encourage everyone to get out there and buy a beanie if you haven't got one already. And uh, definitely raise a Grenache to the big freeze and Neil Danaher, definitely, mate. But the D's get it done comfortably for Neil, no doubt. At the SCG as well, which, will, um, which, yep. will, be, which will be interesting. Um, but look, that wraps it up. We've got Brisbane, Carlton, Essendon and... Footscray on the bay. Absolutely, mate. Well, it's been a stellar podcast, mate. You've been fantastic tonight, as always, mate. How we finish this. Likewise, Dable. Speaking words of wisdom. Up Up the the Swannies. Oh, Jesus.